Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome, welcome to Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am Matt Aguilar. I am not Kofi Outlaw, uh, but he will be back with us next week. Uh, we are excited to have him back. I will be in this chair for today. We are back for season four, episode 27. And with me, I have the always amazing Janelle Wheeler. Hello. Happy to be here. And Charlie Ridgely. What's up, buddy? Hello. He Check wore a Star Command shirt. I know. He wore it. I have so many Matts and Janelles all around the room. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. Charlie's in the studio. We missed the memo. Uh, and here now. Yep. He's holding it down, <laughs> holding down the fort. You got Barney right on your shoulder, too. Yeah, I know. Creepy, dark Barney. <laughs> Hanging out in the room. Uh, it's, 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 it's interesting. I'm having a great time. I love this. Oh my gosh. Well, today we're going to be talking about all of your favorite geek content. Uh, I, I know a lot of people in the comments on Twitter, they've been adding us like, what are you guys going to do? The finales are over of a lot of shows. Don't worry, guys. We have tons of content ready for you to go. So without further ado, can I just kick it off? Yeah, do it, man. Let's kick it off. Okay. So I am selfishly going to intro this one because I'm so excited about this. You guys a brand new spanking, gorgeous, amazing Harley Quinn season three trailer has been dropped. And I think you can already tell how I feel about this. <laughs> I am ecstatic. Uh, and I am really, really excited to see where this goes between the dynamic of Joker and Harley and Poison Ivy. What do you guys think? Charlie, you want to go first? Sure. I mean, you know, I, last time we talked about anything Joker related and Harley related, I, I did not love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't love it of how well this show does Harley and does Harley and Joker. This is, I love this version of Joker that we don't have to take as seriously. And we can look at it as just like a massive turd and like we can see him for what he is. And you know, the way that Harley and Poison Ivy's relationship has been built, like this is my favorite Harley Quinn. And so I, I it took like 10 seconds this trailer to be like, Oh yeah, no, of course. Like I'm, I'm super in because the show's awesome. Um, it, you know, I, I honestly kind of didn't pay as much attention to the trailer because I'm just kind of, I'm just waiting for the new season ready for it to drop because it, it's been one of my favorite animated shows, really just one of my, you know, the better shows on TV since it came out, uh, especially in the kind of, oh, hello ladies. I love her. <laughs> that voice. We even, we just got the voice. I love her. She's so good in this role. I think something that really stands out for me in this trailer is that in previous seasons, if you are a fan of this show, Joker really didn't have that big of a role. He was just kind of like the ex and he's kind of this loser that we're all just like mocking. I feel like he's going to have a really big role in this season. He's, you know, apparently running for mayor of Gotham. Uh, Poison Ivy might be depicted as a little bit of a villain. I don't really know, but I'm I'm really excited to cringe more over Joker, and that is just so fun. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Look, I I think this is uh, one of the best. I mean, wait, coming into this series, I was I was always a little, you know, because like Tara Strong is such an iconic version of that character, and I wasn't sure. I was like, can can Kaylee like pull it off? And like, she more than did, right? She's like killed it every single season. Um, is this the best like animated show? Like, period. Like, to you me. feel like this is to, right? I don't know. It's <laughs> like agree. up there. I, yeah. I would have to. I would have to jump in there and see like what the like full competition is. But yeah, you know, Charlie watches a lot of animated stuff. Like Solar Opposites is like probably my favorite of the animated shows that are on right now. Um, I don't know about best, but it's like it's the one that I feel most connected to and, and closest to. But I mean, Harley's certainly like, especially when you look at like kind of like the the consensus 
you know, the, the acclaim for this is through the roof. Like people love it. Critics love it. Like everyone is really in on the show. Um, and I, I certainly, if you told me this is the best animated show on right now, like I wouldn't argue with you, even yeah. if I just, I wouldn't be like, Oh, actually like, I'd be like, Oh yeah, no, I see that. Like I, I, I get it. I'm with you. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think it's definitely out there. I, and Batgirl! Batgirl! <laughs> can, we, can we just shout out Burnside Batgirl there? King <laughs> Shark, like, that's all I, you know, that's all I need to be. Ron Funches is so good in that part. Oh, I love him. He's... I, and I, love, I do love Diedrich Bader's Batman. Diedrich yeah. Bader's really, really oh, good. There's a Nightwing and Batman moment in this trailer that is so great. It is just such a tease. I'm so excited about it. Also, just to go along with what you said, is this the best animated? I would say it's the most widely accepted one because a lot of my friends who would never, ever, ever watch animation at all, they are really into this. And it's a topic in my streams that I, I'm i shocked that people even care about. Like, uh, it's, it's really, I think it's like, it appeals to a very wide audience of people that might not be into animated stuff. So Yeah, and Danny the Pug, I did see that. So... I uh when I said like best show, like animated show, I meant like kind of like right now. Um I if we were to like to put a listing together, which we did actually put like an anim like movies and, and stuff, um, but it would be like Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Batman the Animated Series, those are like still up there. But it would still it would be interesting after season three, I would like to revisit that and do uh, like a full ranking of shows of, of DC yeah. shows or even just animated shows. Uh, that list might look different. Yeah. Charlie, what were you saying? I'm saying because I mean, if, if you like, you're always going to have like the Simpsons and the Bob's Burgers of the world, like right. as part of that. But as far as comic book stuff, I think you know you're you're really spot on. Like you know, Batman animated series is kind of like the the bar. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's hard to beat, man. <laughs> and Harley's just so great in such a different in such a different way. But there's a lot of there's scenes early in the trailer when they're in Gotham City that really reminded me of of that old Batman, like of, of that Bruce Tim style, like the, the darkness the car is driving through, like. Yeah, there were scenes there early where it really was reminiscent of that, and the show is nothing like that, which is great. But I love <laughs> the, little, the little flavor uh, for sure. You know, a couple seconds, it's a really nice, a really nice blend. I feel like we could literally talk about this all day. <laughs> I mean, we could we could totally do a dissection I, of uh, I could, you know of the past two seasons. I and could just talk about it all day. Yeah, I I will say that in my rankings, it's number one for me, and I think Charlie, you already said that you have a number one. Well, I mean, I didn't, and it was just talking about comic book stuff, like just in general, you know, like I said, Solar Opposites is, is one of my favorite shows there is. But I mean, comic stuff, I, I prefer this to at least anything else animated that's on right now. Um, yeah. That by a wide margin. Um, but, you know, like I said, I, it's hard to, there's two seasons of this. There's a whole series of, of Batman animated series. There's only two? Like, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it, rankings are a weird thing. Let's, let's, they are. Tee that up for we're gonna we're gonna talk yes more. we're gonna do that so matt is this what where does this kind of lie and then we'll move forward like with you is this your favorite did we actually like are we gonna say it <clears throat> no, all time or just yeah. right now all time uh say all time hard. and right now it's all right well all time is is it's hard to beat batman okay. i also adore justice league unlimited um I, I I also love Teen Titans Go. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of great there's a lot of great DC animated stuff out there, man. Yeah, cool. All right, well, you guys, let us know what you guys think. As always, tweet us. Tell us what you think about this show coming up. I'm really excited about it. As you can tell, I'm I'm just madly in love with. I'm. It's really just the love story between the two gals. It's so good to see. Moving forward onto something a little different that I was not ready for. Uh, there is a new film coming out called Day Shift. I had no idea what this was about when it was like put up on our our outline. I, what is this, Matt? Like, what am I looking at? Uh, and I'm coming to realize that this, I think this is going to be really cool. It, I'm just going to read the description here. Day Shift is a pulse pounding thrill ride with action danger and grounded comedy mixed with a deep mythology. The key ingredients for this absolute best time you can have watching a movie. That that kind of says it all. It's it's a vampire slayer movie um, with Jamie Foxx. We have Dave Franco. More importantly, we have Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg! Um, and I just want to know what you guys think about this trailer and like what you think this whole thing is going to be about. Charlie. How is it to go first with everything? Um, yes, you do. I, I was really, I, I'm kind of into this. Which, it, when the movie was announced, 
like uh, if you guys remember back in like I want to say February, uh, Netflix put out this trailer that was basically here's all the movies we're doing oh, in 2022, yeah. and the big like payoff moment at the end was the whole cast of Knives Out too. Yeah. You know, Juan Blanc turning to the camera and everything like that was the big payoff for the trailer. But it had footage from a lot of different stuff, kind of teeing up what was to come for Netflix in 2022. Uh, and that's a trailer I've kind of referenced back to a lot to kind of check in on on where things are. I mean, what's coming, what, what hasn't been mentioned yet. The Gray Man had a really big presence in that, you know, and that's finally out, at least in theaters now. It's on Netflix next week. But the day shift is one that I was really intrigued by, but was not expecting much from because. The last time I got my hopes up about a Netflix Jamie Foxx movie was uh, <laughs> it didn't work out. Um, the power it wasn't it was something power or power. I don't even remember. I know I exactly what you're talking about. about yeah, but. It's not great. Project, I think it was Project <laughs> Power, wasn't it? Or something. Yeah, Project Power. It was something Power. It did not go well. Uh, I did not. It wasn't great. And I was just kind of. I love Jamie Foxx and his stuff with Netflix. So far, has not been. He had a show that was, was real bad. Like it just it hasn't been what I wanted it to be because Jamie Foxx is so talented and so good mm-hmm. at something. But this trailer, I was really intrigued to see, and it, it, it turned me around. It, it there are some parts that kind of look Netflix wonky, but there's a lot of fun going on in this trailer. His chemistry with Snoop Dogg is really really great. Snoop yeah. seems really have to be having a great time. Him and Dave are an awesome pairing when you break down like their talents and what they've been good at and how funny they are they're going to play off each other really well. And I mean, you, you have the, the, the stunt people from John Wick doing this movie, you know, directed this movie. So you've got a lot of like actual people who know what ass kicking is making a movie about it, but with vampires. And and, and I, I really dig that. So this trailer really turned me around on what I thought was a movie that was going to disappoint me. Now, it's still, it, I'm never going to be like really all up about it. You know, I love Netflix, but I'm always going to like have a grain of salt type of thing in my head about a Netflix movie ahead of it dropping because a lot of times they're not what I, what I hope they're going to be. Um, at least like the bigger movies like this, like the summer movies, not, you know, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different, but movies like this is kind of like, uh, is this going to be what I think it's going to be? And rarely does it really live up to that. Um, uh, not extraction. What was the, uh, the old guard was the last one that I really like. Oh yeah. yeah we take animated because they've, they've had so many great animated movies, the sea beast, which is out right now. If you haven't watched the sea beast, Watch the Sea Beast. It's incredible. Okay. But, um, the, you know, the old guard was really the last live action, like tentpole blockbuster movie from, from Netflix that I was like, this exceeds my expectations. This really did a great job. Uh, I'm so excited for that sequel. But the, the day shift, I think, has that potential because I kind of went in with low expectations. I really think this could be something that's so kind of different but familiar yeah. that it can kind of check a lot of boxes for a lot of us and really be a great one. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Matt, what do you think? I agree. I, I, I think this, I didn't really have any kind of, um, as Charlie alluded to, like Netflix doesn't have the best uh, <laughs> reputation as far as like their movies sticking around yeah. uh, the zeitgeist for very long with, with a couple of special exceptions. Um, so here I was like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's fun. It's got Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg. You know, like I'm, um, I'm in. I was, I was in. I, as soon as I finished that trailer, it's, it's become one of my more anticipated things. I hope I don't need it to be Shakespeare. I just need it to be fun. And if it can be fun, this is an easy franchise starter. Yeah. Um, if they can nail that, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for it. I'm hyped for it. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm just gonna just say I watched it twice. This trailer uh, again. I went. I didn't. Wasn't. I somehow missed this in the original announcement that it was coming out. So this was my first. To be fair, there were like 35 movies. Yeah. <laughs> like two Thank minutes. You. Thank you, so Charlie. Not, I only noticed it because my job is to be obsessive about streaming <laughs> stuff and like pick out every, pause it and pick out every single thing. So I don't want anyone watching to think that you should have noticed this necessarily. I'm, I just I have to be a little obsessive about it. So it, it makes total sense that to have missed it initially. Because Netflix does not really promote stuff until like right before it's about to come out. Right. Let's um let's let's address that Kofi can't seem to scroll up in Slack and read things before he posts comments <laughs> uh, in the Twitch thing. Uh, I am sick. <laughs> I am sick, and I uh, this is the most I have talked in three days. So, Matt is um, saving us yes. from getting ill, and Charlie <laughs> is, is a because and I didn't get the message. Up. 
Charlie is awesome. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to oh. call us an accident. He is the star and he went into the studio. He's amazing. We're just going to give that credit. Me and, me and my, my pal, the big purple dinosaur. Yes. So let's move into what is probably the, I don't, I don't know. I have heard there's a lot of hyperbole around things like uh, the best or the worst. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But this generally might be one of the worst trailers I've ever seen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So we're going to talk the monsters. Because Rob Zombie's The Monsters, it, it came out and like, here's the thing. I I know of The Monsters. I'm aware of them, right? I've, I've watched the show and stuff, but I wouldn't call myself like a diehard fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, so I came in with very tempered expectations, right? Because I'm like, ah, this will be cool or whatever. And then I watched this trailer and I, I don't know who this trailer is for. But I, I don't know, Charlie, do you come at it with a, do you have like a, or, or Janelle, like, do either of you have this love of the property that maybe seeing something different than I am? Because I, after watching this trailer, I was like that, I don't know what the hell this is trying to be. And so I just, I, I don't, I, I don't like, look, I, you know me, I don't like to like, just heap on stuff onto things. Right. Um, I, I don't like to do that. I don't like to mm-hmm. yuck other people's yum. Right. So I don't, it's not my thing, but man, this is uh, not a, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't understand this trailer. I didn't understand what it was going for. I, maybe I'm wrong though. Am I off base? Um, do you want me to go first? Uh, so I, I grew up watching this. I grew okay. up watching the monsters as a kid. Uh, my parents would just throw me in front of the TV and let me watch like Nick at night and like classic, classic shows like this in black and white. And it was one of my favorite shows as a very, very young kid. And it, it does feel exactly like it. It the humor is aligned. Like it's, it's cornball city. Is that good that they're carrying it? The same type of humor that was big when it first came out into this century. I don't know. Um, but it does, it gives me so many nostalgic vibes. Like it does feel like that original okay. show, which was adorable, especially this part right here, the intro, you know, the, a call to it. It is going to be weird. Like, I think it's cute. I'll throw it on while I'm folding clothes. Um, but obviously like I wouldn't go into the theater to see this, but I think it's cute. I'm, I'm, I'm always afraid that like, why would you bring, like, don't fix it if it's not broken. Right. But, but, you know, the grandfather there alone, his portrayal of her father, like he's doing a great job. Like he is like exactly like <laughs> yeah, him. he really is the star of the show. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not mad at it yet. Oh, here's my other question. Is this a movie or a show? It's a, sh- it's a movie. It's on demand. It's like a video it on demand play. movie, isn't it? No, it, will, it will play in theaters. It will? I'm okay. almost sure if it's a theatrical release. This is why I love I, working I comic I mean, Let me look it up. I'm, I think that it's going to be I thought it was a video on demand thing. And so that was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But, you know. It does look B-movie, Damon. Yes, but I'm not mad at it. Let me just say, <laughs> no. I'm cautiously dipping my toe because I do have that nostalgia and I love it. Oh, nostalgia. <laughs> it just sounds like Bane. <laughs> nostalgia. Batman. <laughs> That's they haven't announced what it's going to be. I assumed, I thought they'd be talking about oh my God. it being a theatrical release, but I could, I could be incorrect. Kofi says TV uh, movie. It, it looks like a TV movie. TV movie. Um, I, I oh think Lord. that you're being the most annoying person right now, Kofi. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Oh, by the way, Richard is with me on the nostalgia. Just don't don't read the comments. Um, yeah. I, I I say that with Jess because I do like the live comments uh, when we do shows like this. But um, I think the key word, Matt, in what you said, I think a lot of what you said is correct, and I, I agree with what Janelle said too. I'm kind of in the middle of you guys. Matt, the key word that you kept saying is trailer. I think that this was a really wacky, terrible, awfully cut trailer. Um, <laughs> I see what they're trying to do with this. I see what Rob Zombie's going for. And he is going for that like 60s sitcom vibe. And I think there's moments where I can see that he hits that. But the trailer is just assembled in such a way that it's so off-putting. Okay. I think watching it in its entirety, it, it, it may not work. I'm not like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. I don't have an affinity for the monsters. I'm not really sure if I'm going to like it or not. I'm going to give it a shot. 
But I think this it, the issue here really is the trailer. At least that's what I hope. It, it seems like a very poorly cut trailer to me. You know, we, we've seen those before where a trailer just does not do justice to the material that it's attempting to sell. I think that's the issue here. But, you know, I guess we'll, we'll find out in September if that's, if that's the case. I agree, Matt, it's a terrible trailer, but I'm not necessarily thinking that's because the movie itself is going to be terrible. But it could be. Okay. I, I'm glad. <laughs> I want to be wrong. I'm glad to be wrong. Like I, and I'm, I'm actually very like happy that you guys are so positive. Yeah, like, can we bring him back when this when this releases, please? Yes, so I have someone on my side. Because <laughs> we're because we're totally gonna watch it now. Like here's I will give it this though, the trailer for for being so weird did get me to want to watch the whole thing just to see if you're in control. Yeah, like if you just told me Rob Zombie's making a monsters movie, I'm like yeah, yeah. All right. And that's my whole reaction. I'm probably not going to watch it. But now, like, even if this is bad, it's like, I'm, I'm in, I want to know if it's good or not. I might only watch it because just to know if it's good, but I, I want to watch it. I want to see what's going on. Like, I want to see what this is about. Yeah. If they bring the Partridge family or the Brady Bunch or any of those types of shows out, I'm going to watch some iteration of it because I just grew up on them and I think they're, awesome so even if it sucks i'm still gonna check them out <laughs> yeah so now i feel like we gotta watch the whole thing and see if it's we'll see what the heck it is oh ab- I, make, I will do it for sure thing. uh moving on to another weird thing uh in the universe <laughs> daniel kalua kaluya is uh is really gonna do this live action dark barney <laughs> i don't know what this world is sometimes um it will be darker than the tv show which mind you uh, was not dark at all, so I don't know. I feel like that bar is incredibly low. <laughs> I feel like this is a was a singing dinosaur. Uh, and he said previously, he said Barney taught us, "I love you, you love me." Won't won't you say you love me too? That's one of the first songs I remember. What happens when that isn't true? It's such a weird question to to ask. <laughs> like like I loved. Okay, so like when. Uh, my niece Jessica is younger, <laughs> right? Like, why are you asking that question? Like, when my niece Jessica was younger, she watched Bananas in Pajamas. I never watched oh. Bananas in Pajamas and went, but what if they were really murderers? Like, I never asked these weird questions. No, no, I think about that with everything I watch. Like, give me like Killer Wiggles. <laughs> no, I love the Wiggles. That's so crazy. The Teletubbies. Don't take the Wiggles. from the, the, the Us trailer. You want to get crazy? We can get crazy. Wow. Well, Let's get crazy with Barney. I, I, dude, I don't know. This is. If you tell me Dark Barney, I'm like, ah. Eh. But if you're like, hey, we're going to make a movie that's basically Five Nights at Freddy's in Jurassic Park with a thing you cared about when you were five. Fully <laughs> oh. in. All in. Well, and look, Five I Nights at Freddy's is great. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that is that is a great franchise. And 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 as Kofi pointed out in the comments, I am Smoochie was great too. Now, I'm not saying the the premise of taking like a <laughs> of taking this angle is is necessarily in itself bad. It's mm. just I don't know. It was just a very weird, weirdly phrased like he it feels like he's been wondering this his entire life. And I don't know, it's just such a weird project to do. But hey, if it ends up being great cool you know i'll i'll watch it you know as someone who uh for again a niece who loved barney uh it was i watched a lot of barney i had to deal with that a lot i really need someone to take honestly for as much as um at one point i had to watch a lot of door the explorer i need someone to do a dark version of that i need someone i mean it's on the internet (laughs) you talked about matt the like the bar isn't that much to clear to be darker and so you could consider the live action Dora Explorer movie a darker version of Dora just because it was a little bit older. And so there might be mm. a sense of we are really overthinking <laughs> this. More than likely, yes. Like more adult themes to it. <laughs> you know, there's some pain with Barney. But of course, we hear darker Barney. We're like, oh, he's going to murder. He's going to eat them kids. And I mean, I'm not saying I'm upset about that. Look at his oh teeth in this picture that has been created for okay. this. Um, you can't make uh, me laugh anymore. With the, the black blood. Oh, I don't know why it's that dark. I don't know <laughs> if he's eating venom. I don't know what's happening. 
The Especially if you get a director that like knows how to be crazy and also like be really wild and imaginative and dark. Like if Boots Riley directs a dark Barney movie, it's going to be the greatest thing I've ever seen. Mm. I don't know if y'all saw, I'm sorry to bother you, but like make that a dark Barney movie. And this is going to be absolutely insane in all of the greatest ways possible. Um, Right. It's the worst thing I've ever heard, but I'm excited because it's just so, it's so wild. So that I knew nuts. Barney personally. No, I'm just kidding. I, I was on a a like movie, a Barney movie, because I grew up in Orlando and like I was an extra doing like a Barney dance move at Universal Studios. Oh my god. And so um I I, I I was too old for Barney. I never understood the appeal to begin with. I was like kind of confused by the whole Barney situation from the jump. So I'm very interested to see this because I like the kids I babysat loved Barney and I was kind of like he's creepy like I always thought Barney was creepy so I mean he's a dinosaur like dinosaurs aren't peaceful what, no but what, what's the, the the other one she was the triceratops oh, oh that's a she was uh, cute. baby bop I liked her yeah, yeah. the green yeah. little she was sweet in. yeah <laughs> I did like her Baby Bop and the very unfortunately named BJ was mm-hmm. the Triceratops. Other the other you said Baby Bop, <laughs> Baby Bop and Rocksteady, yeah. And that's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, all right. So before we jump into an ad break, uh, I do want to touch on some WWE news because it has Ooh. been very eventful uh, lately. Uh, so we got two two big updates. One, uh, everyone declared the PG era of WWE gone. And then it was like, not so fast. <laughs> it's, it's not going away quite yet, but it's almost going away. And so the next Raw, the next episode of Monday Night Raw will still be TV PG. However, they are going to move to TV 14, which is a big deal because like, it's been the PG era since 2008, okay? It's been a long time. It's been this kind of more family friendly, you know, I say that as in like family friendly programming. <laughs> Some of those storylines I wouldn't exactly say are family friendly, but it stays within the PG realm, right? And NXT is always a little racier. And so now they're moving to 14 and some some people are kind of like, well, that means we're going to get like, you know, <laughs> dynamite. <laughs> it's like, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> go that far. It just means maybe we'll get a couple other curse words on screen. Maybe they'll... You know, for certain storylines, what the Miz is packing is what's what well, that's what's going to happen. It, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be certain things that they just take that extra step further and they can. But that's like, yeah, like I wouldn't say it's not going to be the rebirth of the attitude era. You know what I mean? So I would calm those expectations. That said, it is still a big shift. And I'm curious as to why now. Also, there's been kind of a it's been a little bit of a cluster because evidently like people in USA are being told one thing and people on WWE side don't and not everyone's on the same page clearly. So who knows when this will actually start? The other big thing is Sasha Banks. We've been keeping up with her. Everyone's being told a very different thing in every company, it seems. Yeah, pretty much. Um, So uh, with Sasha Banks, the for all intents and purposes, she is released. No one has come straight up confirmed it yet, um, but she is now she she announced her first appearance post WWE. It is being under used under her real name, Mercedes Fernando, um, and it's going to be at C2E2. Hmm. Then people started, obviously, like when that was announced, bookers and stuff were reaching out. Right. Because like, oh, hey, yeah, we'd love to have Sasha Banks at our thing, too. And from reports, they were told she is not taking wrestling focused like events or not to even get into matches and stuff, but just kind of signings and events until 2023 be like January, like the first of the year. Right. So anything she's at for the rest of this year will be kind of along the C2E2 lines. It'll be comic cons and stuff. It won't be like, it's not going to be a star cast. Like it's going to be stuff that is like nerd spectrum focus she will i guess she will always appear as mercedes there i don't think we will see any sasha banks verbiage or signage well it's funny because the c2e2 thing has so so like she's listed under her name but on the graphic it still says sasha banks and then um the mandalorian so like they still advertised her as that so i don't know if that's like a 
special carve out in hmm. their release deal. But, you know, like that she can kind of say like, hey, I played that character kind of thing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But yeah, so she seems to be gone. I don't see that. I don't see her coming back, which is a bummer for me because she was like one of the highlights of SmackDown every week. But, you know, she'll she'll go somewhere whenever she's free to actually go somewhere. It is interesting that it's like next year. Like it's a long time. It makes me wonder if they're, if like they won't if they're refusing somehow to let let her go anywhere or do anything else for let's related until twenty twenty three. We don't know what these contracts look like, so it's right. like hard to speculate on stuff. But like, it it kind of seems like she there's there is not a way right now for her to do wrestling related things. Right. Yeah. Unless something else happens or changes. So yeah. So that's uh, so that's the latest in uh, WWE land. So let's take a uh, take a quick break pay some bills and then we'll be back with talking all the miss marvel finale stuff and then we'll be talking about netflix's resident evil series and of course comics stay tuned at alma we know the connection between you and your therapist matters but if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming that's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing, so you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. Welcome back. We were muted. So <laughs> welcome back to Comic Book Nation, your one-stop shop for everything geek culture. Did it. Oh my God. I am very excited. Why? Because we're about to talk Miss Marvel finale. I'm very, I'm very hyped for this. Um Yay. Okay. Are, are going, so, I want to be clear real quick. Are we doing a full spoiler? Spoilers. Here's in the thing. Dive yes. into this. Yes, right. because we can't not talk about some of that stuff. <laughs> we have to talk about it. Make sure that was addressed. Now, so, we do it like right now, spoilers, or we have to wait? Okay, so um, you know what? Screw it. Let's just do it right now. Let's just, okay, guys. Like, we're gonna spoiler talk spoilers. time. Run away if you need to. Yeah, because... Uh, just mute us, though. We need your views. <laughs> just just right, mute. Yes, right, right, and then I'll give like thumbs right. up when it's time to unmute. Yes. Um, so, okay. So, uh, Miss Marvel... We have the big, yes, we have a big showdown. We have a big fight. That had been something we've been talking about. Most Marvel finales do, right? Um, yes. But for me, this was the right mix of doing all the things that, like, that focused on all the stuff I've loved about the series so far, which is her friends, her family, Kamala's, like, all that stuff was still such a big part of that fight. And there was some great payoffs, okay? Like, even before we get to, as as already is in the comments, the M-word. Before we even get to that, there's so many fun little nods to this character along the way. And yes, I lost my damn mind when she said in Biggin. <laughs> I lost it. I had, and then she she grew, and they oh, did the thing. And Biggin was great. The one that got me is when she's in the thing with, 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 with uh, Karam, and she says... There is no normal. I yeah. jumped off my seat at 2.30 in the morning because <laughs> I was so excited that she said no normal. Because if you did that, that's the first ever trade of, of Miss Marvel is, yeah. is subtitled no normal. And that's wow. the big iconic trade, you know, with, with her, like you see the, you know, the, her suit on, on the cover. Yeah. Uh, and like, I, I've read that three, four or five times <laughs> a year. And then you hear like no normal in the show. It's like, ah, Goosebumps. That's well, awesome, mean, Charlie. And this show has featured so many, right? From like naming yeah. one of its key characters after Sana, right? Like Sana Amanat, like one of the co-creators of the character. Like this show has been so good. And then it ends 
the first, like the actual ending, right? Like the first ending ends with her in that iconic, like she's sitting on the lamppost and she like stared around. They, they just nailed so many moments of, of this character in this. And also we were worried that they would kind of turn Cameron and the way they, they didn't really turn him which is great. So like, yes, you still have his kind of uncontrollable stuff. He's learning about his mom from her as the episode goes on. And so there's like natural conflict there. Right. But there's also really sweet moments between them as well. That builds up the Bruno stuff. Right. Um, but it's not, he's not a villain. And I love that because we, we save that real thing for later wherever she may come up next, whether that's in the Marvels or, or whatever project is after that. We save that whole kind of that next chapter of their story for that. I wanted them to do that. I didn't want them to kind of rush that. There's no need to. There was enough stuff here with, with damage to move you through this. Um, also, to I don't know the actress's name, but whoever plays the main agent... She is so good at being like completely unlikable. Yeah. <laughs> She's so unlikable about <laughs> that whole thing. Um, but like I ate all of it up, man. It was it was so fun. And yes, uh, we knew she would get the costume. Alicia Ryan. So good. Of that act, by the way. Yeah, she's great. Um, but like the costume, like the moment, like you know how it's you know how certain things are gonna play out, right? So like they made her costume for her, her family, her mom, right? But like the moment just nails it, so it doesn't matter that it plays out how you expect it's just so heartwarming that you you already feel at the moment where she's sitting outside with her dad out on the on the roof and they're talking and the the name is how that comes up right it's such a wonderful conversation it doesn't matter that you kind of expect that to be the way it comes up it's just so well executed and then we get to the the mutant stuff right we get to there's something with your genes and you, you see how that whole thing plays out. And that's such a major for them to put such a major MCU ramifications thing. Yeah. In the show. Music kick in. Yeah. It was gold. It, it was gold. That's uh, so that's all the things I love about this finale. What'd you guys think? Charlie, you got it. I, I can just tell you're ready. Oh, I mean, I'm just I just like talking about the show. This is Go I, for I, it. Um, and I, I love how it, like Matt said, it, it kept Kamala grounded in a way that I was really excited about because what the show has been, oh, I can't talk. What's been cool about the show is how it's been a TV show. It hasn't been, oh, this is a movie that's chopped up into six parts or all. It's a show. And it was treated like a show from the very beginning. And I love that about it. It had stakes. It had big things going on, but it's kind of a family comedy at the center of it. I love the decision for her parents to know so early in her story that she is Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no like trying to hide from her parents, and like we got that out of the way. And the sweetest moments of the show, of the show, and, and of Kamala as a character are her relationship to her mom and dad. Okay. And we get to really explore that through the lens now of Miss Marvel going forward in, his, in her story. We get to see like how she interacts with her parents, how her parents accept things, how the trust between her and her parents works. You know, like, like the give and take of her being a superhero, but then she's also a teenager. You know, like, it's just, it's such a great dynamic. And I really love that we're going to get to see so much of that going forward because her parents are just perfectly cast. They're incredible. The, the moment in the first episode where her dad comes in as Hulk is still one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. So cute. You know, I love uh, that. And you know, I was excited going to the finale because episode five, I know people were mixed on. It was one of my favorite episodes of the show. Me too. Because I've been really into Indian movies lately, thanks to RRR that came out this year, which is phenomenal. The whole backstory flashback thing was was super Bollywood. And I really loved how they filmed it. And it just kind of got me really excited for what came in the finale. And I think they paid it off in a really great way. And obviously the the mutation thing is gonna be the big takeaway that everybody talks about mm-hmm. from this, which is which of course it is. But it's almost a little bit frustrating, to be honest, because it's like they kicked the show off releasing at the same time as new episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is was one of the most anticipated shows that that Disney Plus has ever released. And so Miss Marvel already gets off to a, a, a rough start numbers wise because you're putting it up against 
a big thing on your own streaming service. Right. Yeah. And the story of Miss Marvel saying mutation and and it's like, okay, so now all we're going to talk about are mutants in the MCU. It's kind of like, I don't know, on both ends of, of the beginning and the end of the show, they kind of, I think they did Kamala a little bit wrong in both, in both regards, but I'm glad to at least know she like Miss the Marvels is next year. So like mm-hmm. it's not going to be long before we see her again. And I'm excited for that. Yeah. I, I just kind of maybe wish we would have gotten, Kamala like to be a little bit more like we wouldn't have given her all the oh we're gonna we gotta make sure tie it in so people care it's like no one never care because she's awesome yeah I love her yes. and that's what I care so I you know I, I'm I'm torn about that but obviously it is it is very cool that the the, the M word was said you know like <laughs> we've been waiting for this for a long time and we kind of got it in WandaVision but no one's yeah. talking about it anymore yeah. uh, and you know then it wasn't real. And then now this is like the, re- you know, it was another universe in Dr. Strange. It was a right. fake out in WandaVision. This is like, Oh, they said the thing. Mm-hmm. The DiCaprio meme like that. This was it. <laughs> this was the thing. Oh, and so now we have I love that. Okay. So for me, I'm just going to be really quick about my opinion because I think both of you just nailed it. You said it perfectly. Like everything was awesome. I, one of my favorite characters is actually Bruno. And we said in the chat, we had a few people saying like, he must be like a master scientist to be able to detect this. Like, that's kind of crazy that just like a kid figures this out. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Meanwhile, like no other scientist that works in the MCU has ever figured this out. But um, I also love her brother. I love yes. the dynamic of the brother. And this was a standout episode for him. Like he really had some moments. Um, and that was really, really great to see. As someone who has not read the comics, I'm sorry, I'm admitting it. Um, this show won me over. It has m- made me decide to read them. Um, and I think that that's really, really important because I think a lot of people do casually watch these shows. And we're hopefully getting more and more people on the bandwagon of like reading the comics and seeing what those stories are uh, and being really interested in more than just a TV show on Disney Plus, but like expanding their horizons like me. Uh, I do have a couple questions in the chat and I have one for you guys. How do you feel about mutant versus inhuman and that whole debacle with her? Um, so if you don't know, if people don't know, I, I literally saw this because of Chris on our comic book Instagram. I guess like in the comics, she is an inhuman and not a mutant. And mm-hmm. I learned that today, like just oh, looking through gotcha. social media. So how do you as experts feel about this? Um, I look. Matt, uh, it doesn't apply to me. So you, you, you start. I will okay. say. Uh, I will say. I never liked. <laughs> I never loved the Inhumans. Uh, in the comics, anyway. I so maybe I come from an already like biased, <laughs> uh, biased spot. Um, I always saw that like there, there are several stories of the Inhumans that I actually genuinely like, but a lot of them are. A lot of them are kind of like these self-contained things about the royal family and and they're not really about like their widespread effect on the universe and how they interact with things and every other time it felt like the inhumans got shoved into somewhere because mm-hmm. marvel didn't want to use mutants at the that's time. what damon yeah. says in the chat he says get yeah. rid of inhumans don't need them she was only an inhuman in the comics because of the inhuman push from corporate don't yeah care, don't it was them. there was there was a time there where you know they were trying to kind of fill in gaps and not use the mutants and and kind of keep them isolated and not use them okay. as much um got you in in like major events and stuff they, they were still the x-men they were still some of their best-selling books but like they tried to kind of put the Inhumans in this role. It rarely worked out and they're just not as interesting. They're just, I love Lockjaw. Okay. I love like, I actually like Black Bolt. There are characters I like, but they're just not very interesting when you pair them up against some of these other things. So I'm, I'm like, cool with it. I'm fine. This is how it should have been in the first place. I'm, I'm cool with it. But Charlie, what do you think? Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ultimately, at, I think I arrived at the conclusion in a different way, but I'm ultimately the same place you are. I, I like what they do with humans at times. Like, like you said, I think making them like the Royal family on the moon made them different enough from mutants that I could like, I, I enjoyed their deal. Yeah. And then also had mutants and they just weren't really anything alike anymore. But for all intents and purposes, when you look at the MCU, 
you're integrating mutants in the MCU is already going to be an enormous challenge mm-hmm. because they've just never been around. Yeah, there's a lot you know, of information. To, <laughs> how they're going to work this in, I'm still not sure yet. But we're going to find out. There's going to be a thing that's going on. Maybe Krakoa already exists and they're just keeping to themselves this whole time. Yeah. Who knows? They are good. Cool. But that's already going to be a big challenge for the MCU in a franchise that, frankly, as much as I love it, it is, is experiencing some burnout because there are too many things. We are now going to add way more things because of the X-Men, which is great, but also there's a lot to happen. We had a lot to do. Yeah. I can't see them doing that. And then also at the same time, trying to figure out how to introduce the Inhumans. Right. Playing right. them as different than the mutants, even though eventually you could. It's that, that's too much happening all at one time. It, it yeah. is too much. We don't need it. It's so much simpler to just, sorry, Inhumans. These were all mutants. Black Bolt was there in the movie, Doctor Strange movie because it was just an Easter egg. We oh, can right. humans one day. You can have Black Bolt and not even, dis- not even describe him as an inhuman one day. Or you can. You just need to let the mutant dust settle first. Like, <laughs> it's just too much all at once. Like, we're do yes. time soon. We cannot like, start name dropping inhumans and do all that. I don't want to see an ounce of Terrigen mist on the television. There's too much happening all at one time. <laughs> After several events in the comics, Dream I have grown to hate Terrigen mist. I think um, it did it pretty well, but like that was a contained story, you know, just streamline it and mutants using the M word that everyone loves. And unfortunately in humans, that kind of feels like a bad word right now because of a certain ABC television series. Yeah. Everyone wants to say the word in humans, even though, the comics are getting a bad rap. I didn't hate it. Just, I mean, but mutant, everyone's excited about mutant yeah. X-Men. Yes. You can drop that M word. Everyone <clears throat> can trying to put it all into the M word. Be done with it. I agree. I it makes the most sense for the franchise. I think Love singular it. focus is the way to go there. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. Also, before we move on to the next topic, we have to talk about the, uh, the end credits scene. I, I'm Thank you. Word about it until you brought it up because this feels like your moment. Oh yeah, my God. Danny, okay. Danny the Pug is oh. asking. I want someone to explain Miss Marvel po- uh, post credit scene to me. So let's get it. Let's get it, Matt. Uh, okay. So well, okay. Well, there are there are some theories. Um, but just to just to go over, right? So she's sitting in a room, uh, which by the way still has all the Captain Marvel stuff all over it, and then the bangle glows. And then she gets sucked in to what is essentially like no one quite knows yet. But then in her place, her closet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her closet. Poor door. Uh, and then <laughs> and then Brie Larson pops in as Captain Marvel with long hair, with her with her long hair and her new suit, which looks dope. Uh, her suit looks awesome. And she's surprised to be there. But her hands are glowing right as just like Kamala's mm-hmm. bangle was. And then she's. She doesn't know where she is, but she is just like surprised to discover that she has like she has super fans, uh, which I love. And then it ends. Right. So. People are still very well, number one, the fact that they actually got I really did not think. Oh, my God, I knew a helmet was going to come up at some point. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't need the helmet unless she is in battle. If they didn't shoot that scene on the set of the Marvels, um, oh, they did. Okay, do we, do we know that for sure already? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Da Costa gave a, an interview. Um, okay, I, I they shot it for them. Yeah, um, um, because we know that we know that Iman Vellani is in the Marvels, so they could get that out and it'd be a secret, and there'd be no. Oh, Brie Larson was on the Miss Marvel set, like. Oh no! Yeah, they they shot it while they were were doing that because it was a big. There's a big uh, write up on on comicbook.com. Um, and, sorry, go ahead, Matt. No, go ahead. I was. Go ahead. I was so the one thing I <laughs> ask about that, like, I know we want to. There's a lot of theories, and I'm gonna let you talk because you know way more about the stuff than I do. But this is not a Freaky Friday situation, which is like I had to watch it a second time. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. This is not a Freaky Friday thing for anyone who's asking that. It is not. As much as I would love to see them switch bodies. That'd be so fun. I love Freaky Friday stories. The movie Freaky, the slasher film that came out two years ago, is, uh, is so, so good uh, with, with, with Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton. But um, this is not a Freaky Friday thing. They did not change bodies. They just, they essentially swapped places, it seems, 
we'll, we'll learn more about it, but it is not Kamala in Carol's body. Good. Um, that is not what that'd happened. be confusing at the end where she is like, she's not, Oh, I'm in my room. Why do I look different? She saw herself in the room and said, Oh no, where am I? You know, like mm-hmm. this is, that mm-hmm. is Carol Danvers in mind, body and soul in that room. So there's a lot more to explore with that. Um, something I might have to do with the word quantum band, Matt, uh, I'll, I'll let you, I'll take back over because you, you seem to, you know a lot more about that than I do. I can promise. No, 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 no. I keep going. Keep going. No, I, I, no I, we got to keep it rocking guys. We still have resident we evil. Let's explain this and get out. I'm here to keep us on track. Yeah. We will save that for another time, but yes, essentially there are the nugget bands, um, which, would allow some people have thought that her bangle is like you know uh, essentially will lead to like introducing characters like quasar and some other and some other things right and if it if this goes there then yes they would have swapped places if that leads how that like ties into the marvels like is kind of yet to be seen right but um because we also have Monica Rambeau in that mix is this like, this seems to be how they learn of each other. Right. So this seems to be mm-hmm. kind of the the perfect spot to like jump into the marbles from. Um, so where does Kamala end up? Like we, we have all these questions, but essentially, yes, it, it ties into quantum entanglement. It ties into what the nega bands are in the comics, but how the MCU will take all that and twist it and, kind of make it into the streamlined thing remains to be seen. Um, it is it's the simplest way to kind of put that. <laughs> Exciting. Um, but yes, I, I agree. We, we do. Uh, I could talk as Janelle could talk about Harley Quinn all day. I can talk about this all day. <laughs> and we will actually, I think we're yeah. going to rank some stuff in the upcoming episodes. So make sure you guys keep yeah. tuning in for that. Um, real quick before we, before we move into that uh, next thing, where does this rank? Did this change up your finale? Like, where does this rank as far as MCU show finales for you? Charlie, you go first. Oh, always. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's up there for me because a big critique of, of the MCU shows for a lot of people has been the finales and how they've ended. Um, you know, certain shows that I've really loved and the finale was weak and I still love the show, but it didn't end super well. Um, I I think the Loki finale for me is still my favorite mm-hmm. because I love Jonathan Majors so much. And it's yep. like, well, you get 30 minutes of Jonathan Majors talking like it's going to be better than anything else I could watch. Um, but outside of that, like Miss Marvel and Moon Knight really are the other two that I really enjoy as, as finales. Like I think really cap off their shows well. Um, so I, I, it's probably in the it's two or three for me. Uh, I'd probably have to watch them again, but they're, they're both kind of right there. But, you know, Loki will always take the cake for me as far as a finale, just because of Jonathan Majors as a show, that's a different discussion. But as a, as a finale, I, I love, I love having that much Jonathan Majors, but Miss Marvel is certainly up there. Yeah. Uh, agreed. It's hard for me to really recall all of them, honestly. So I always think of like, which ones were the standouts and Loki obviously is like a huge standout for me. And then Moon Knight. Um, it obviously like, it's really hard to go up against some of my favorite heroes, Wanda, Loki, like it, it I don't know. I don't know yet. And then obviously, obviously getting Vincent D'Onofrio in Hawkeye, like I, it's, that's tough. And I'm excited to debate this in the future. Um, so, uh, shocking no one. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite finale. Um, oh, I love it. It's, it's just, it's just, man, it hits all those notes, man. It hits all those beats. Uh, I will say it's, it's this, um, Hawkeye right behind it. I love the finale so much. Mm-hmm, um, me too. And then, oh man, it's, it starts to get to the point where like, it's it, Moon Knight. It's probably, oh man, it, Moon Knight was a great finale too. But like you start, they start to all blend together. So it's like <laughs> hard for me sometimes to kind of like, so I need to go back and watch like the Loki finale. Cause I, I don't even remember what, <laughs> what happened in the end of Loki. I don't even remember that episode. It was really um, kind of the major sitting in a room and talking for 20 minutes. Is that it? Is that what happens? It's it's been so it's been a minute, and I've watched so many things that like Miss Minute shows up. They open the door, and they go. <laughs> Guys, come on, we're off the rails. Uh, well, Resident saying, Evil. <laughs> okay, so let's get to Resident Evil. All right, so let's come get on. Resident Evil. So Resident Evil uh, Netflix's 
next they've actually already had a Resident Evil project, but that one was uh, computer generated animation, mm. right? So this one's a live. Yeah, that was not good. <laughs> that was not good. Uh, and then there was the movie, the live action movie that came out. And that was kind of another divisive, divisive thing that did not do well. And that was also kind of looked at generally as a miss. So as a big Resident Evil fan, I was a little bit like coming in with like very low bar <laughs> expectations of this. I'm like, please get just get it right. Like something right. Like, let me love something about this. I have watched the first three episodes, so I, I haven't been able to finish it all yet, but I've watched the first three episodes. I love this show. <laughs> I am like hooked on the show. Like if I didn't have to do other stuff, I would have watched the whole thing. I would have binged the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I was in. Uh, it it has like that first episode I adored. And so I was like, okay, you got you got me. I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Like there's some things that I don't know about yet, but like I'm intrigued. And then as we moved on, I think this is, again, though, we have to say this is not a retelling of like the original Resident Evil story. So if you're going into that thinking like this is a redo of Resident Evil or Resident Evil 2, that is not what this is. However, I think that's probably why it works for me more is because you're taking like key characters like Albert Wesker and stuff like that. But like you're you're changing things up and you're telling this story that still feel like it still has some of the elements that I love about Resident Evil, but it's taking me to some very different places. Mm-hmm. And it's even doing some of the things that I look, I did not like the old Resident Evil live action movie franchise. That was not Same. my bag. That was not my bag. That was like not res did not feel like Resident Evil at all to me. This has like similar like there's like a far future part to this, right? There's like these two timelines and things like that. So it has some of that, so a few of those elements, but it feels like Resident Evil far more. Um, mm-hmm. So even without having some of the recognizable names like the other franchise did, I I'm like hooked on this. I want to finish it. I would love to talk about it more and spoilery and stuff when we actually finish it. But like, I really like this man. Charlie, did you watch it? Have you seen it? I've watched the, I've watched one episode. Okay. What you um, thinking? And I, I think it's fine. Oh um, fine. I, <laughs> fine. I, I, I'm more intrigued by the end of the episode than I was about halfway through. I was like, I don't gotcha. like it. By the end of it. I was like, I'm going to watch another episode. I, I'm not fully sold on it yet. Um, but there's two scenes that really got me. There's one where Lance Reddick is sitting in a principal's office and talking. And that sold me because he's incredible. Yeah, he's great. As, as Wesker. And that scene is like, how, how many people can do your job? It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's really and Despite it starting off with some really terrible dialogue before he walks in. Um, and then the very last scene of the episode with the jump, uh, I was like, okay. I do want to know where that goes. I'm not fully sold on the two timeline thing. I know why they're doing it. I just, mm-hmm. it, it, it really drags for me at times. Um, the, the, the bar for being good resident evil is not high or right. being for sure. evil adaptation is not high. And I think this, this largely clears it. My whole frustration with resident evil is that I don't have the affinity for the original games. Like, like a lot of people do. And I understand that the last two games have been some of the best horror games ever and i wish that we would like take adaptations into the biohazard and village era and like let's tell those stories with like this old like gothic southern horror like stuff i'm so much more intrigued in in that stuff than i than the original resident evil storylines i understand i'm in the minority there so that's me complaining (laughs) yeah that's amazing But that's an era thing, but but that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not wrong. It's just a it. That's an yeah. era it, that depends on. Right. That's a new thing. But I would love to see the village type stuff in a Resident Evil show. This isn't that, but it wasn't supposed to be. So I'm not going to be mad about about that. I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch at least through three. And, yeah. and there's a chance I might not keep going because I'm not fully invested. I'm gonna. I'm on four. I just finished four, and I will say the there is a very big difference between episodes one, two, three, and four. Four is for me, like I I actually don't love it. And I feel like most people will love it because it's way more action. It's way more uh, like the video games, like 
in how they are like defeating mm-hmm. these little monsters. Um, I think it's more rewarding for like the video game peeps episode four. For me, uh, what I, I'll be quick, but what I love about the show, um, as someone who doesn't know like a ton about Resident Evil, I've really only ever played the games. Um, I really love the backstory. I, I'm very like analytical and I need to know why there is an outbreak. I need to understand the virus. I need to know where it came from. I need to know, like, I love that. So I'm having a ball. I actually love the flashback scenes and the description of kind of how this happened. So that works for me because I just, I, I have a thing for zombies and I always want to know how the world is ending. I want to know why and how. And I hate shows that don't tell me that. It really bothers me. One thing about Walking Dead is like I never really knew how it started for season after season after season. And I never got that reward. And it, oh, that was just one thing that irked me. Um, that's why I turned to the comics <laughs> to try to get more information. Um, so I do love that about it. And I think it's really fun. And you're seeing some really cool monsters. And um, episode four, you will see like kind of something that flips it on its head. And you're like, oh my gosh, okay, something's going to change. Like something something in this season is going to change. Um, actually, there's two really big moments that hopefully we'll get to the bottom of. So if you are going to watch it, I would say watch through episode four. If after that, you're like, eh, you're halfway through the series, you're not feeling it, like let it go. But I actually really loved it. So if you want to keep chatting about it, you know how to find us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So let's uh, let's move into uh, this week's comics and make them, make them quick. We'll kind of keep okay. them rapid fire here. Um, X-Men Hellfire, uh, Hellfire Gala, number one. Um, I, I don't do as many X-Books. Uh, in the comic section here, but Hellfire Gala is such like its own unique thing. Like, I don't even feel like you have to necessarily be reading all the X books to kind of, I don't yes. know, get something out of this, this big event. Um, as the person who is not as big into these characters, Janelle, what did you think of this? What did, I'm curious. I'm more curious than anything. Um, I, I really loved this and I am glad that you have forced me to (laughs) kind of read into more of the X books because I would have been a little confused, but because I know what's going on with Moira, right? Moira. Mm -hmm. And I know I just, I'm, I'm getting more familiar with these characters and seeing just the artwork of their gowns and what they're wearing to this gala (laughs) is so hot. Like I love the outfits, like just seeing Iron Man dress up in a designer thing, just seeing like Captain America in his little outfit, which is terrible, by the way. Um, (laughs) Like they put him in the worst suit. I just I love seeing this side. I think it's really fun. And I very much enjoyed this long book. Yeah, Charlie, what do you think? Did you get to read any of these? I always enjoyed the gala. I will keep it short. I always I always did the gala. It's always a fun X series every year. Definitely worth a read. Yeah, I will say the biggest, uh, also the biggest event of these is the new X-Men team. Um, and can we just say, uh, Firestar is an X-Men now. I am super hyped about that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am, uh, Forge is part of the X-Team now. I'm, I'm sad to lose Wolverine, of course, because uh, it was, you know, X-23. Wolverine was was in the previous group and that always made me happy. Um, but, you know, the current team of like Havoc and Iceman and Magic, um, Gene and Cyclops and Sync is is cool. I dig it. I like that this has a is not just a hey, let's like have the cool designs because the cool designs I like every time they drop those, those dominate Twitter because they're so fun. But mm-hmm. here, I like that we get also this event of like here's the new X Men team. I like that it means kind of something yeah. overall. Um, and yes, uh, I agree, Damon. This team is just chaotic, and that's part of the fun, right? Um, <laughs> Rogues uh, number three. This is a series we've been following and from issue one to issue two kind of took a big change in the fact that like it was all in Gorilla City and three kind of just continues that this one doesn't kind of do the big shakeup like one to two did this one. We're really just following the rogues on their heist. Um, And there's again, this book is just so good about layering in really sweet moments Mm -hmm. into this ocean style heist. And then, you know, things leave kind of off with like just a very shocking in a very shocking way, uh, Trickster does something very screwed up. <laughs> and it's only screwed up because of the time you've invested in Gorilla City. So to me, that wouldn't have the impact that it has if we hadn't had like that whole issue too, which I know we kind of looked at sometimes as a slog a little bit just because it kind of shifted focus so harshly. But I still really love this book. What do you guys think? 
Um, this, this was a lot of fun and it's been a lot of fun. It continues to be a lot of fun. And I mean, it, there's serious moments, but even then I'm just like, I'm just having a good time. Gorilla city is super cool. And, uh, and obviously I recognize all these characters and it's just cool. It's just like a different story that I've not seen before. So I'm enjoying. Um, and, uh, last book, uh, it's Captain Marvel number 39, which is very fitting that we talk about this book this week. Um, yay. We brought this, this brings back over the last like year and a half, uh, Captain Marvel's been in the realm of magic and we've had the whole Doctor Strange link up and and her actually kind of trying to understand and learn magic. So here now we have this weird tribunal um, who is essentially like, trying to hold Carol on trial for like abusing magic and those kinds of things. And like, it was one of those things where they're like pointing out the people like Enchantress is like the um, is like the prosecuting attorney. And then like Scarlet, which is her advocate, but like she can't she's still like under control or something. So there's a lot of mysteries here. Um, there's a whole back and forth between Carol and Agatha Harkness that is killer. Like the whole there's this whole back and forth, just jawing back and forth. Um, and then we switch places and we're in Spider-Woman and binary town and i just love that place i think they're so fun together they have so much fun and and l'oreal comes into the picture towards the end so all this <laughs> stuff is starting to converge and then we get to return to that monster verse place that it seems to be in like her head or something i have mm -hmm. no idea but uh, i was hoping they wouldn't just like let that go that is not the case i i love this and what it sets up but what do you think charlie did you read this one i did not i'm so okay. at the marvel oh I you're so funny they were great but I, I did not, I don't like jumping into a story that late, even though yeah, you, it is, you can be its own thing. I didn't want to have the bias. No, you're so good. This one is super fun. I am, I just love binary. She is so cute and fun and exciting. And like, it's just a fresh character to get to know. So I'm really enjoying that. And I'm so glad they did tie in like last, the last book, because I was very confused what was happening with Carol. So we get that, that, answer to that question and i am so intrigued by the magic and mysticism like board of trustees or whatever it is <laughs> it's really cool so yeah and uh, a couple of, uh damon streams points out that monsterverse plane seems like it's her big trial and and that could very well be because wanda keeps telling her like to hold oh on yeah to it is things. yeah it's um, her challenge she has to prove herself for sure so so i'm cool i just love the artwork and everything how it comes together yeah. so that is uh that is comics um and uh, any uh last minute things you guys want to shout out before we head out ah uh, we'll talk about it next week sounds good uh of course you can catch us right here on fridays at 11 a.m central standard time on twitch if you want to join in on the live video fun uh you can also catch all of our episodes on the comic book youtube page as well if you didn't get to check it live if you want to listen to it on audio you can check it out on apple Podcasts, on spotify and any of your favorite audio players uh hopefully we will be back in the studio next week uh, barring that, you know, no one is sick or anything like me. <laughs> so sorry <laughs> to run on that parade. We'll be here. Yeah, but so. we'll be here. And uh, thank you so much for everyone that joins us each and every week. We love you guys. And until uh, next time, peace. Bye, guys. Deuces.